The Injured Senior Podcast is here to help. Like it or not, the senior and elderly population is vulnerable to negligence committed by medical professionals, nursing homes, assisted living facilities, pharmaceutical and medical device companies, insurance companies, and everyday individuals and businesses. Your host, Steve Heisler, creator of the National Injured Senior Law Center, has been advocating for seniors' rights for over 30 years and is bringing you answers to your questions. This is the Injured Senior Podcast. Hello to all in our injured senior community. This is Steve Heisler, founder and CEO of the National Injured Senior Law Center, and you are tuned in to another edition of the Injured Senior Podcast. Uh, For those of you who are not aware of our podcast and listening for the first time, the Injured Senior Podcast is a show dedicated to discussing medical and legal issues of vital importance to the injured senior and elderly population and their families, loved ones, and caregivers. We are sponsored by the National Injured Senior Law Center, the advocates for seniors and elders who are injured by the negligence of others. Injuries to seniors and the elderly can rip their lives apart, and medical costs can rob them of their life savings. If you believe you've been harmed by someone's negligence, go to www.InjuredSeniorHotline.com or call 877-228-4878 for some advice. So, my friends, we have discussed early onset Alzheimer's in uh, some past episodes on this podcast. Early onset Alzheimer's is an uncommon form of dementia that strikes people younger than age 65. Now, I personally have a friend I wrestled with in high school who has early onset Alzheimer's, and it started in his mid-50s. Of all the people who have Alzheimer's disease, uh, statistics show, and this is according to the Alzheimer's Association, that 5% will develop symptoms before age 65. So the Alzheimer's Association estimates that about 6 million people in this country suffer uh, from some form of dementia or Alzheimer's. Uh, So that would mean if 5% are early onset Alzheimer's, that means that at least 300,000 people uh, in this country as we speak have early onset Alzheimer's. Today we have on the show Pat Moffitt, to talk about his own story of caring for his wife who was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's in 1998. She struggled with the disease until her death in 2010. After Carmen's passing, he continued to work with the Alzheimer's Association and Carmen's doctor, Giselle Wolf Klein, to raise awareness and providing support for the caregivers and loved ones of people who have early onset Alzheimer's. He also wrote a book about his experience as the husband and caregiver of a person with early onset Alzheimer's named The Ice Cream in the Cupboard and created the movie with the same name. We are happy to have you with us today, Pat. How you doing? Okay, good, Steve. Good to be here. You know, I was looking at a photo of you on uh, the internet has anyone ever told you that you bear a striking resemblance to Stacy Keach? 
absolutely no. No one's ever mentioned that one. I've had a couple of I others, mean, but not that especially one. Especially in that, I guess, that wedding photo with you and Carmen. I was like, that looks just like Stacy Keach. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope, not well, no, but uh, not one. Okay. Well, that's a first. So if anyone ever says that again, say, yeah, that guy Heisler on that podcast brought that yeah. up to me. So, so I know it's been uh, over 10 years since uh, your wife, Carmen, uh, passed away from early yeah. onset. Uh, please accept my condolences. Uh, what were the first signs of her condition that you became aware of? Well, the, the first sign was it was an unusual one. I mean, of course, I've, I've learned a lot about Alzheimer's over the years now, but uh, a lot of people just sort of connect Alzheimer's with forgetfulness. Well, that's funny. That person should have remembered this and remembered that. But that's not the, quite the case with me at all. Um, I was 49 years old. My wife was 53. And uh, we just seemed to be bickering constantly. Everything that I did, she was on, on my case. And, and every, you know, every married couple is going to bicker a little bit. But uh, this was out of control. So I said, you know, I, uh, the way she was acting with this um, kind of violent behavior, uh, agitation. So I said she was Puerto Rican. So I said, oh, let's go to Puerto Rico for a, a nice romantic weekend. Maybe we're both working too hard. Okay. And she was okay with that. We got down there. And we went out to dinner in a place called the Chart House in Puerto Rico, beautiful restaurant. I had a kind of an outside veranda and we were having steak and lobster. And I was looking over the veranda and at the cars down below on the one story down and 57 Chevy 58 Ford. I said, wow, the cars down here, they last forever because of the climate. And I, as I was staring down at the cars, when I went to look back at Carmen, she picked up the entire plate of steak and lobster and threw it in my face. I was ejected out of, out of the seat. I hit the, my head on the table behind me, and she ran out of the restaurant. So I got up, yeah. and I started to run after her. She was, you know, had, she was in great shape, and uh, I started to run after her, and then the police started to chase me. Like, who's this tall Irish guy chasing a small Puerto Rican woman down, you know, a Spanish woman down Puerto Rico's manual log? And uh, so I caught up to her. The police caught up to me. We, we kind of straightened everything out. I was in shock. I had no idea what had happened. And she seemed okay, and we got back to the hotel, and she laid down and, and took a nap. And I went out on the terrace, and I had three of the fastest beers I've ever drank in my life. I was shaking <laughs> from head to foot. I had no idea what had just happened. She walked out about 30 minutes later. She got up and came out to the terrace, and she said, Honey, I am starved. When are we going to eat? And I said, Eat? I said, I tried that, and you threw your food at me. Look at me. She says, Yeah, what happened to your shirt? It looks terrible. I said, you threw your plate at me. She said, you know, you joke around too much. That's not right. I would never do that to you. How could that possibly be? And I was just, didn't even know what to say. We got on the plane the next morning, and I was back in New York. I had no idea what I was dealing with. Had you seen any, up until that incident in Puerto Rico, uh, you said that she had been, been bickering, but it, it just seemed like normal bickering between husband and wives? Right. And... Um, so when we, when we got back, things seemed a little bit calm. And then there was these little bursts of the anger again. And I said, I got to have to get this woman to a doctor. And she refused to go. And um, so I, I, one day we went food shopping, came back. She put the food away. I went to the dry cleaners. I brought the dry cleaners back. And I'm looking at our cabinet in the cupboard. And I see a white liquid coming out the bottom. And as I go through 
the canned goods and everything, try to see where this liquid is coming from. Sure enough, I come across a deflated box of Briar's vanilla ice cream. And I said, hon, you know, you, you put the food away a little bit lightning speed here today. I said, you put the ice cream in the cupboard. She said, I didn't do that. Why do you think, why would I put ice cream in the cupboard? And so there was, a, now they were getting all the forgetfulness starts to come out. And I said, oh boy, this is really a mess. So she was diagnosed the next day because the school, she had the kids going. She worked it as a, uh, a secretary in the Lakeville school, a local elementary school. And she had the kids going on the wrong buses. She had the budget completely messed up. She didn't know how to, forgot how to work the budget. Um, and so they sent her to a hospital to be, uh, to, to get examined. And that's when they came up with Alzheimer's. And then she came home and told me that night. So the pivotal point of this was putting the ice cream in the cupboard. That's why I named the film and the book that. Yeah. Up until that point, did you have like any like thought or any, anything come across your mind that, Oh, this looks like Alzheimer's or looks like some form of dementia? No, I, I had no idea, uh, and especially the violent behavior is what, you know, really threw me off. I didn't see a lot of forgetfulness, um, but the violence just, that, that just camouflaged everything for me. I mean, I, I was one of the people now that, that we probably have listeners all around that still say, Alzheimer's, I think you get that when you're like 80 or 90, you know, and there's a lot of believers in this country that have no idea that you get this at a younger age. We just lost our youngest case on Long Island. He got it at 32 and died at 43. Yeah, I was just talking about my uh, my friend. I have a friend that I wrestled with in high school. Yeah, he started exhibiting really peculiar behavior back in his you know early to, to mid 50s, uh, and eventually got diagnosed. And yeah. um, he has to go. He you know he's not married. He doesn't have any children. Uh, so he's going to have to go live with his brother in Texas because he he can't he can't be left alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So, that's when you have to make that decision, and uh, where they cannot be left alone, and uh, sometimes it's made too late. I uh, uh, think we referred to the case in Allentown, Pennsylvania, on February third. Uh, this was a case where a woman had early onset Alzheimer's, uh, was lived alone. And, of course, they got 20 inches of snow on February 3rd. She got out of her house. She drifted off and got about eight blocks from the house, com completely got disoriented, had no idea where she was or where she lived or anything about that. And somehow or another got into an alleyway or a snowbank as the snow came down. No one paid attention to her, probably thought maybe she was homeless or whatever. And uh, she died of hypothermia after eight hours laying in the snow. And that oh. woman did not have to die. No. They probably thought, well, you know, Patricia's doing okay. You know, let, let's leave her be. She's all right. We'll just keep an eye on her. And, and what the heck? It's snowing anyway. She probably, she's not going to go and get out. Well, that's the time that they do. So they probably were waiting to make that caregiver decision. But then that happens. So that ends everything. Sad case. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you bring that up. Uh, my friend, uh, he actually... Uh, started getting in well thought he was fine was started you know was r driving his car and struck a couple of parked cars and left the scene so he actually got uh, got arrested and i had to help him out in court and obviously you know uh, the, the court system was very um, friendly to him uh once you know they learned that he had uh, early onset alzheimer's let me ask you this pat if anybody wants to get in touch with you let's say we've 
got a caregiver uh, or someone uh, whose family member or spouse is suffering from early onset Alzheimer's, how can they get in touch with you if they wanted to ask you some questions or get some advice from you? Uh, well, the, I think the, the best one would be uh, Garrison, G-A-R-R-I-S-O-N, books, 2014 at gmail.com. Okay, and, and what's your website address? Uh, com, and you can leave a message there that, as well. Great. Uh, are you on any social media at all? Uh, at the moment, we're working on a, you know, a ton of different things, and um, we have our, our, of course, we have the website pages and that, and we have a YouTube. We're on YouTube, and uh, and that's really uh, about it right now. Okay. Well, that's that. I'm, if anyone needs to get in touch with you, they have uh, ample ways to find you. Uh, Pat, thanks so much for coming on. I know that uh, you're, you're real busy and you're involved in a lot of different uh, activities on behalf of Alzheimer's Association and uh, caregiving. So I really thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your experience. Uh, and uh, obviously you have vast, uh, just so much knowledge. We couldn't all get into this show, but hopefully we can get you back on and, and uh, talk uh, some more about caregiving for uh, early onset Alzheimer patients. I'm looking forward to having you back soon. Okay. Uh, injured senior and aging population community. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I want to again thank Pat Moffitt for appearing on the show today. If you love the Injured Senior Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. If you want to share your story, uh, maybe about your own experience uh, with a loved one with early onset Alzheimer's, feel free to email me at steve at injuredseniorhotline.com or go to our website, www.injuredseniorpodcast.com. And right on the homepage, you can leave a message. And uh, I respond to all messages and emails. And uh, you can also uh, just get so much good information off of the website, InjuredSeniorPodcast.com. So until next time, thanks so much for, for being here today and listening to this episode. I'm looking forward to next week's show. Stay safe, and I will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Injured Senior Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us at InjuredSeniorPodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. To find out more or to get help at any time, visit InjuredSeniorPodcast.com or call 855-622-6530. That's 855-622-6530.